0: previously on SCP Play. You're Miles, right? Miles Miller? Yeah, my mom's Dr. Elaine Miller. The SCP Foundation protects... People. They contain these things. This time, they didn't quite keep the thing contained. I don't know a whole lot
1: about Abel myself, since I'm just an intern.
2: I I called lightning down upon him
1: accidentally. So we need a car, right? Yeah. We can uh, we can go get my car. I don't think I've seen you around town.
3: I'm from the outskirts.
1: Uh, where are we going?
0: Thought we were going to the sheriff's. Oh yeah, the sheriff. And then out steps Deputy David Hopper. Hey there, sir. Sheriff said for everyone to go home. Uh, Wait, sir, uh, let's we got. Go- we gotta go! We gotta go. We gotta go. There's a lance that shoots through the back window of the car. Ah! De- Deputy Hopper screams like, what the hell? And he swerves, and he hits a pole. Uh, Sheriff? Oh, hell.
2: Yeah, that's about what's broke loose.
0: Outside, Abel has been slowly strolling along. Uh, he stops for a moment, and... Pulls from thin air a lance. Shit. Let's have some fun. This is your Keeper, Kenneth. There was not really a great spot for there to be a mid-roll this episode, so I'm just going to try to quickly get you into the episode by having a start, beginning, beginning roll instead of a mid-roll today. So uh, I'll try to get through this quick just because I'm super excited for what happens in this episode, and I hope you all enjoy it as well. First things first, I want to thank you all, uh, the listeners, for listening to the podcast uh the reception uh, i keep saying this every time that i record something but the reception has been great so far uh we already have uh over 100 listens on episode one in between uh, episode zero and one and two and the trailer that we now have up we have over 200 listens altogether, which is is crazy to think about so then the other people i want to thank specifically are those who went on to apple podcasts and gave us a review on there Uh, The two that we currently have are from uh, Mega Mudkip with five exclamation points after that, um, as well as uh, user 82Nabna. Both of you, thank you very much for giving us the reviews. We appreciate it, and it helps a lot. And if you also enjoy uh, what you've heard so far, please also consider giving us a review if you haven't already. If you're also interested in any more SCP content, I highly recommend the Uh, SCP-096 short film that just came out this past week and I know I've already shouted out SCP archives the podcast in the past before but they have just started up their season two and it is super good the the quality has gone up to just crazy levels at this point and the atmosphere is just really really good Uh, you can tell that they put a lot of uh, heart and work into it so recommend both of those things. As always, I want to thank Michael Winton for doing the music for our podcast, and I also want to give a huge shout-out to uh, all my players for helping me with uh, the audio issues that we had in this episode. Um, We were able to work those out and still make a pretty good product for you. So I'll let you go ahead and hear that now, and we hope you enjoy it. Okay, so when we last left off, um, nothing bad was happening to you, and uh, you were all just like chilling out and uh, having a good time and nothing nothing bad at all. You were just having a kickback. Oh yeah. Just kidding, you were about to die. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> Abel has started walking down the street towards you. Um, the only one who sees this currently is Agnes. He is like, I can't remember the exact number I said. He's like 100 feet away from you or so, so you have a little bit of time to react here, Um, and this is going to be probably a bigger battle. I don't know, unless you, like, kill him immediately. Just deal, like, 50 harm, and then you you, you got it. But anyway, uh, so you have a little bit of time. The people who are inside have some time to interact here, Uh, and Agnes, you have some time to make an action against able if you so wish before he gets to you whether that be warning everyone else or uh shooting him
3: (laughs) is this before or after everyone else has a chance to uh speak with who are we meeting with the the sheriff
1: sheriff jen lambert
3: yeah we're at the sheriff station
4: with uh the sheriff and chester and the deputy
0: so um i'm gonna say that if you want to continue the conversation on the inside, go. someone go ahead and instigate it. Uh, Anya, if you want to just go ahead and start and yell to everyone, like, hey, he's coming, then also go for it.
3: Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm going to okay. warn the party. Because he's readying his spear Correct, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: he had just manifested it into his hand. Yeah, yeah. Not Definitely. necessarily like, throwing it at you yet.
3: Okay. Definitely going to warn you guys. Hey, guys, check this guy out. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh shit, is he here?
3: Um,
2: I mean, we didn't really leave him that far behind.
0: you good point. Um, Sheriff, uh, yeah, the, one of the, the things, yeah, they're here. Well, shit, um, Uh I'll, I'll go grab a shotgun and, uh, hit the panic button, I guess.
2: Historically, shotguns haven't done great, just so you know.
3: All right, rip, rip Chester, but my shotgun is different.
4: <laughs> uh, quick question for uh, Keeper Kenneth. Do we have all of our inventory stuff on us?
0: You should. I, I would assume that you prepared before leaving your home just because sure. you were in your home, so you would have all of your resources. Jordan, or uh, Anya's rather, had her car, so I'm just saying that there was stuff in her trunk and then Ned literally packed up all of his adventuring gear before leaving his home to go hunt yep. for monsters. So if if he didn't pick up anything, then he would have whenever you went back to get the car. He even picked but... up my car. Got yeah, it. he even got his car.
4: Ben pulls out his knife.
0: Okay. Wait,
4: he's still holding Chester, so maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah. He I, there's
4: Chester somewhere down, uh somewhere safe. Uh like mm. up against something.
0: there's office desks i think you can like shove some papers off and set them down on it you just may piss off some officers but they don't have to know
4: (laughs) well i don't think i give a shit right now i don't think
0: (laughs) also i uh totally like after editing the audio from episode two just kind of ignored the weight of chester (laughs) without realizing it yeah i now that we are to this point i assume you can pick him up it's fine but like he i had imagined him being a bit heavier set but since you have been carrying him on your own okay. I, I will make him a bit i think yeah i think, Ben's buff too. Yeah, that's I think
4: he lifts so <laughs>
0: yeah ben, not totally ben improbable he's swole he's swole yeah so you uh spread or uh, throw some of the papers off a table and set chester down um whoever was helping deputy hopper inside kind of like sets him in a chair real quick Lucas uh, also pulls up a chair because his ankle is still hurt. Uh, he he'll uh, sit there uh, with Deputy Hopper, just prepare to face him if he comes into here to like help defend Chester. But the sheriff runs off to her office, uh, grabs. Uh, from, like, a a gun cabinet, a a shotgun, and then you see her reach into a drawer and kind of mess with something in there, you assume it's the the panic
1: button that she had referenced. Meanwhile, uh, Ned is is calming his backpack down, (laughs) as well as uh, reaching in to pull out a a camera. (laughs) Because this shit's real. I told all of you guys, nobody believed me. No one in town believed Ned, but he's going to show them all.
2: Are you serious? A camera? Are you? Who are you planning to show exactly once he kills
0: all of us? Yeah, but also he's just like a a guy in appearance, so
1: yeah. I'm just a sixteen year old boy. What do you want me to do?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's trademarked. Also, the foundation's not gonna let you keep that at all. You, it's fine. So Ned's uh, hiding behind stuff. You have a, a few moments to prepare here, but if you take too long conversing, I'm gonna punish you.
3: Yeah, Ben
4: takes his knife and he goes outside with
3: Agnes. Uh I would also, uh, Keeper Ken, I would like to uh, start my 32nd transformation.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, you have plenty of time to do so. Um, are you doing a full transformation or are you going way?
3: Uh, what? Full.
0: Full. Okay, what Uh, are you doing this just uh, like off on the side inside or how you uh, how you want to do this? Uh, I
3: mean, I can also I I'm basically just going out with Benji out of the door with Benji, but in the process I'm transforming
0: Yeah, Uh, I think you start walking alongside Benji uh, and as you step out the door you kick off your shoes um, and kind of flex out your arms a little bit and hop along and as You take steps down the street towards your foe. Uh, Feathers begin to spread along down your arms. Uh, Your feet begin to change into talons, and more feathers begin to grow along your body as well. Your fingers uh, begin to form into more of a claw appearance, and your arms essentially turn completely into wings and everyone else now has seen that Anyas has turned into what you can only assume is a harpy.
3: What the fuck? Language.
2: Oh, shit. Well, I mean, I guess I'll do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but... so Miles,
0: you kick off your shoes. And, be
2: <laughs> and now I have no shoes on. <laughs>
1: A mechanical click behind you of a dslr <laughs> <taking> <laughs> <pictures>. <laughs> um
2: okay miles is gonna just kind of stand in the doorway staring at that for a minute and then just wide-eyed slowly turn and duck behind the doorway just like so that if someone comes in he might be able to surprise them
4: okay yeah, uh, Ben looks for a second, but knows that there are probably bigger issues at hand, and he, uh, continues on behind Anya's the now harpy. Oh,
2: um, wait, uh, Mr., uh, Ben, um, take what? this. And I throw the lightning lance out and hide back where I was.
4: I snatch it.
0: Okay, um, Agnes... Now that you are in your harpy form and there is a shiny bright rod right next to you.
2: Oh shit.
4: Oh no.
0: Oh boy. I, I feel like so the curse that you chose.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: One emotion rules you and you picked greed. I did. And I would say that you being a bird and seeing essentially the shiniest, most brilliant thing that you've ever seen in your life, just thrown to the person right next to you, I'm going to need you to act under pressure to resist the desire to grab this rod.
3: Oh, no. Can do. That's a seven.
0: Uh, Seven plus... No, 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 um, Eight. eight minus one. Eight minus one, okay.
3: Is there a way
4: I can, like... Ugh, I- I'm trying to, like, think this out in my head, but, like, help by, like, noticing this is happening and then, like, reacting.
0: Um, So a seven is still a success, Um, and okay, there's not, okay. like, for this specific thing, there's not a, hold on, I guess it's technically act under pressure, so let me look at this real quick.
2: Well, and it's also important to note that help out only adds one, so it wouldn't do anything.
0: Oh,
4: okay, got It'll it. Just
0: take her to an eight. Mm-hmm. So it, if you rolled a six or a nine, then you could bump it up to the next level up. But since okay. it's just a seven, you you wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Got it. Act under pressure. So I give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay, but you still succeed. I, I'm gonna say that you you do resist the desire to grab the rod at this moment, but I I will say that if there is an opportunity soon for you to grab it, then you are going to then act on that impulse.
3: Okay, also, question. I mean, for now, I'm fine with resisting it, but in the future, do I always have to resist my pure drive?
0: Hmm, I think if you decide to just act on your drive, Um, then you you mark experience, but the act is supposed to be a negative one. Gotcha. Yeah, you you resist for now, um, but there may be an opportunity in the future when you will act upon this impulse. So um, I'm going to say one more thing that will happen here. Ned, you have first encounter uh, is a move that you took. So you get to ask one investigate a mystery question upon encountering a new creature. And this is your first technical encounter with ben, uh, with uh, Abel. Almost said Benji. Ah, with
1: Abel. Yes.
4: Benji's not the SCP.
1: This is true. That's a good point. I guess I actually haven't seen Abel up to this point. Yeah, so you can uh, ask me
0: any investigate a mystery question.
2: I think it's important to note that um, Anya's SCP status may be under deliberation.
1: (laughs) What? Well, uh, I think the most immediately uh, pressing matter is uh, what can hurt it. So
0: with that, I'll tell you, you've seen several different things hurt it so far. The main thing being the lightning lance. Uh, it has now caused two separate scorch marks on his body. Um, and I'll say that one of the Foundation personnel did manage to shoot him as well. And you, you see a gunshot wound. He does appear to be uh, vulnerable to whatever weapon you decide to throw at him. He is still kind of human. Um, but you see that the gunshot wound is probably not as deep as you would think a, a gunshot would go. It, it does appear to be more surface level. So with this, I'm essentially telling you that you you will hurt him with the weapons that you have, but he does have some resistance. So some things are not going to hit as hard. And mechanically, this means that he has some natural armor to him, so uh, some harm that you cause is going to be reduced.
1: Ah. That is good to know. Because, yes, I had I had recalled hearing about him getting hit by the lightning lance, uh, but he seems to be fairly alive. He is. I think that would be where Ned's uh, thoughts would go.
4: Can I kick
3: some ass now?
4: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, I want to use my move, uh, Jinx? Okay. Uh Keeper Kenneth, do I decide what I want to do first or do I roll first?
0: So you encourage coincidences to occur the way you want when you jinx a target roll plus weird. Um you you roll first. Okay. And then you can spend your hold afterwards depending on if you get a 10 plus or a 7 and 9.
4: Okay, that is a 10.
0: Okay, you get to hold two then, Uh, you can spend your hold to interfere with a hunter, Uh, you give them minus one forward, Uh, you can help a hunter, give them plus one forward, uh, interfere with the monster, Uh, if they're trying to do something you can inflict one harm on a target due to an accident the target finds something you left for them, uh, or the target loses something that you will find soon.
4: Okay, so I want to spend one of those holds helping the hunter Yes by giving them one plus forward by interfering with their enemy. And do I spend the other hold right now, or do I have to wait?
0: You can spend it uh, whenever you so choose. You just can spend it like now as as your move because you you technically are taking the move Jinx so it's your turn has been taken.
4: Okay, so um, I get to do two of those things since I hold two, correct?
0: Uh, yes, but you can you can hold on to the hold basically until you're ready to use it. Okay, you can use it any time in the same scene. Yes. Okay. Yes.
4: Yeah. Uh, for now we'll do help a hunter
3: for Anya's.
0: Okay, so you have plus one forward, Agnes, when you're dealing with Abel here.
3: Remind me again what a plus one forward does.
0: So uh, as long as you are interfering with the enemy is the criteria here, you add one to your roll. Gotcha. So as long as you're in combat with Abel here, you get to add one.
3: Awesome. All right, then I'm ready to kick some ass.
0: All right, roll to kick some ass.
3: That's a nine. A seven plus two is a nine.
0: Uh, And you get plus one with the Jinx as well.
3: Yes, so
0: that's 10. That's a 10. Hell
1: yeah, teamwork, let's go. Yeah,
0: is that our first kick some ass roll as well?
3: I think I think it
4: so. is. I think so.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, so uh on a 10 plus you get to choose an extra effect. Um what what are you attacking him with first off?
3: So the idea was that I would use my flight to basically get my legs or my talons next to his face and then I would use my claws of the beast to do some damage, some damage.
1: Ooh. On uh, yes, doing some damage.
3: Uh-huh. I'm French.
1: <laughs> 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 some damage. Uh, so
0: what effect do you want to choose? You can gain advantage, you take plus one forward, or uh, you can give plus one forward to another hunter. Uh, you inflict terrible harm, add plus one, you suffer less harm, take minus one harm, or you force them where you want to them.
3: Okay, so I think I'll spend my forward on Benji's next turn then. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, you get plus one forward then. So plus one you just forward. get on ongoing for this battle, you get another forward. Um, so you used your talons, correct?
3: Yeah, so the claws, which is to harm hand, and then I have claws of the beast, which is plus one, and I also have add ignore armor.
0: Okay, that was a very good choice then. So uh, what you do is you uh, take to the air. You swoop up over to Abel flying in front of Ben in order to reach him first. You swipe him with your talons. Uh, you deal three harm, ignoring armor, and uh, he is going to retaliate by uh, striking you with the lance that he manifested, and he is going to hit you for three harm.
4: Oof.
1: Ouch.
0: But, now that you have dealed uh, a, a very significant total of damage to him over the course of uh, the two different lightning strikes he's essentially taken to this point, plus a couple other uh, scratches here and there, um, you see he has started to physically weaken. Um, his form is not as imposing as it was before, um he is definitely still very much a threat, but you have weakened him, and you get the sense that he may not deal that three harm again.
3: Hmm. Good to know.
0: So either Miles or
1: Ned, what move
0: will either of you be taking?
1: What action did you say he did to cause harm to Anya? As as Anyas was
0: swooping by, he thrust his lance at her. And that looked like a,
1: a pretty grievous wound.
0: Yeah, it was uh, a good wound in, uh, we'll say, like, the leg or something.
3: Yeah, I'm not looking too good.
0: Yeah, so whenever uh, three harm is dealt to anyone, it's considered a pretty heavy wound. Um, It's not going to cause you issues for the moment, but you are going to need some sort
1: of medical attention for it.
3: It was worth it.
1: (laughs) Going through what Ned can do. So Ned's just back there taking pictures, but oh heck... This stuff's going down out there. Stuff is going down. Is the the sheriff behind me? Is she she like coming through the door at this point? Uh yeah, I think she's
0: uh come out the door and is about to square up and take aim uh with her shotgun at Abel. Gotcha. Probably paying attention to not shoot the harpy that's flying by.
1: She may have to get closer. So Ned is going to reposition himself by moving out from in front of the a police station and take his backpack off to the side in like a a dark alley and he's gonna he's gonna pull out from the bottom of his backpack in an iron though so no one can see it an iron a big iron oh <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's on his hip,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I thought you were saying an iron for like clothes. It was like, why do you yes. have that? I don't think I gave that to you.
1: A close hanging iron, and what he's gonna do as his action is actually he's gonna kind of do what he does in times of stress and in times of danger, and he's gonna try and talk to his uh, grandpa Rick and he's gonna say, grandpa Rick, you thought you think you always knew what to do uh what would what would you do in this situation? How would you deal with this? He's gonna try to channel past lives, okay channel past lives hold on let me read the description for this real
4: quick oh my god okay yeah uh
1: go ahead and roll plus weird so that's a 10 plus one is 11 uh okay yeah on a 10 or more a past life has something useful to
0: offer ask the keeper two questions from below so uh go ahead and pick a specific
1: question you you'd like to lead off with so I'm gonna try and ask Grandpa Rick uh, specifically, how 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 would he deal with this? I know he was he was off fighting in the in the Great War, dealing with all these, these bayonet charges and stuff, and then also what, Grandpa Rick? What what would you think I should do now?
4: Why well, there, Ned? <laughs> oh my God,
1: Grandpa, I knew I could always talk to you.
0: The way I would have dealt with this is probably shooting it.
1: Oh, Grandpa Rick, you're so wise. <laughs> that's why you told me to get this gun wasn't it
0: you always gotta have big
1: iron on your hip <laughs> oh grandpa that's right that's right you know what that's why i took it out of my mom's purse to bring right here because i knew you knew i'd need it
0: uh, yeah i i i told you yeah i told you that
1: oh grandpa i always love talking with you <laughs> you always know just you, what to Ned. say
0: <laughs>
1: i love you too grandpa
0: was there anything else you
1: Uh, well that's that's some pretty good advice you got like a weak spots or something he's just like a guy I guess
0: well historically if you shoot stuff in the head it seems to work pretty well
1: hey I'll try that grandpa that's a great idea that's a great idea
0: well good luck out there
1: thanks grandpa you have a great time up there in heaven
0: you too down there on on earth you're still there right you're not you're not somewhere else
1: And at this point, Ned has, uh, he's kind of focused on on aiming around the corner. Ned, he's still there? (laughs) Ned, hello? I'm (laughs) lonely. As the voice echoes off quieter and quieter. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, I guess whenever I have a chance to, Ned's going to try and take his shaking hand, concealing himself behind the wall of the police station and try to take a shot at the head of uh, the guy, just like Grandpa Rick said. Uh, my friends are nearby, but I, I'm gonna try and shoot them. Okay, uh, roll to kick some ass. Roll plus tough.
4: Don't accidentally shoot anyone else. <laughs> That's
1: uh, eleven minus one It's ten. Okay, uh, damn, good roll. <laughs> yeah, choose an extra effect. Shit! Oh, I wasn't expecting. I was hoping to get some experience from this, but I guess I'll, I'll do some <laughs> do some harm.
0: Uh, it t- inflict terrible
1: harm. Less harm. Plus one forward to someone or you force him where you want him uh I, I'm going for the head that's that's some pretty terrible harm I'd say if I actually got this I will I will agree with that um and I think that uh
0: since you're acting on uh, your grandpa Rick's uh, sagely advice uh, you're gonna hit him so good that it ignore him, hit ignores his
1: armor too oh damn all right even though it's not supposed to do that so that's gonna be three harm loud. As you hear a, a huge report yeah. echoing from around the corner.
0: Uh, it, it echoes out very loudly, and uh, since it's so loud, Abel does know where you're at, and he's going to throw a knife directly in your direction. Oh God! He's going to drop the lance, which disappears, and similarly how he pulled the lance out of thin air, he reaches to his side and pulls a small throwing knife out of thin air, and he immediately throws that in your direction um, and that'll hit you uh, We'll say in the shoulder since you were peeking around the corner um, and that's gonna hurt you for two harm Um, But at this point you have uh, Hit him well enough that he's brought down even further and he is starting to look worse for wear You would suspect that if he was a normal person He probably would not be alive at this point.
1: I would hope a gunshot to the head kills normal people here (laughs) You made a good shot, um, but it's, yeah, he's still going. It definitely hit him in the head. All right, as Ned uh, screams and pulls back around the corner. <laughs> uh, Miles, what action would you
0: like to take? If you want to just stay off on the side and not put your nine-year-old in danger, <laughs> I, that's completely fine with me. Okay. Um... They, I, they, your, your friends, newfound friends, are handling this. Entirely better than I expected. So I've got a plan. Okay.
2: How close is Benji to uh, Abel?
0: Um, I think Benji uh, was focusing on causing the hex to happen, or the the jinx rather to happen. Okay. Before uh, Anya flew off towards your enemy, um, so I think he's a little bit further back, probably like mm, thirty feet away from him. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, about thirty feet from you, and then about thirty feet from uh, Abel.
2: And is there any cover outside that uh, Miles can see?
0: Yeah, there's the uh, crashed police car on the oh. opposite side of the street, as well as the uh, regular car that was pulled up in front of the station that you can, like, kind of hide yourself behind. Okay. You could join um, the the alleyway that was nearby that Ned hid behind. You could, you could join him there as well if you wanted. Okay. I'm going to
2: run behind the... Whichever car is closest to Abel but also not going to open me up too much
0: um yeah I I think you can do this without much issue he's more focused on the uh, bird person person with a lance and person shooting him from an alley at the moment okay so yeah so I'm gonna run behind I assume the police cruiser is probably the closest one closest to you would be the closest to Abel um, Ned's car but closest to Abel would be the police cruiser yeah
2: yeah I'm gonna run behind the police cruiser and I am going to take my skateboard and roll it under to try to get it caught up under Abel's feet yes (laughs) and so that's I'm going to use my move power of heart and when fighter and I helping out Benji and
0: Agnes by trying to knock him prone okay yeah I'll uh yeah go ahead and roll for this but and I'm going to give this as like a if you succeed I'll give it a forward to whoever you're helping
2: okay so I don't use it as power of heart because power of heart, when I help someone, I don't roll plus cool. I automatically help as though I rolled a 10.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you, you get it. I'll, okay. I'll let this happen. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so then I think we're back to Benji.
4: Okay. Um, trying to decide what I want to do. I think I want to spend my other hold okay. from Jinx and uh, inflict one harm on the target due to an accident.
0: Okay. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Abel just threw the throwing knife at Ned and hit him in the shoulder, um, and he's turned his attention to the harpy that's now flying and circling him. Uh, so he's not paying attention where he's stepping. He steps back and slips on the skateboard. The skateboard goes flying, and he falls back and hits his head, and he takes one harp, ignoring armor, because that <laughs> otherwise wouldn't have done anything.
4: I think with this move, I mean he would be like con- consciously moving the skateboard, right? So Benji would. So I think uh, I think as he does that, a uh, a trail of like pixelated smoke comes out from the from the back of the skateboard. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: it's perfect. I love it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, it's it's Anya's sister, and then.
3: Alrighty. Okay, so I'm pretty hurt. So I think. My plan for this turn is to basically stay in the air and use magic to try to place a wind trap around Abel.
0: Uh, trap a specific person, minion or monster. Yeah, you can do that.
3: All right. Eight plus three. Give me that 11.
0: Okay. Yeah, you succeed. Uh, you choose your effect, which is a uh, wind trap. So wind swirls up around him uh, like a small almost like a tornado Uh, and you see feathers are also in this that uh, kind of glance along uh, his tough skin and he's uh, trapped in there for the moment and is unable to uh, break out but I think at uh, this point he'll strike into the ground with a lance that he pulls out uh, to to keep himself stable um, and he is going to Notice that uh, your group has been fairly formidable and uh, he's going to shift his focus over to something he can maybe use as leverage and he sees the sheriff that is now approaching him gun drawn. So you notice that he is going to attempt to do uh, something to her maybe
1: um, and we're going to move now on to Ned. So Ned has just taken a knife uh, in the shoulder ned was exceptionally unprepared to have taken a knife uh in the shoulder and <laughs> he has uh, screamed and fallen back along the side of the wall i think for a, a little while he's he's gonna be entirely absorbed uh with this with this new phenomena of a knife in his shoulder okay uh yeah i i don't really know uh he i think he knows uh he shouldn't pull it out immediately so he's just gonna be like oh, oh shit oh shit oh shit He's going to maybe try and take p- patches of cloth off of something in his in his bag, maybe uh, pull out some friends and see if they do anything and just uh, just kind of be behind the wall.
0: Yeah, I think uh, kind of off screen, your, your friends are trying to help you out. They uh, try to clean the wound as best as they can. Uh, and uh, I think, yeah, this is happening off on the side and everyone's kind of immersed in the able uh, situation that's going on at the moment. So, yeah, that's uh, what you'll do on your turn. Uh, Miles, what action would you like to take this turn?
2: Uh, uh, Sheriff, uh, don't let him get close to you. We don't want him to have anything over us. Um, hop back here behind the car and shoot him from here. And I'm going to use trust me. When you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll plus charm.
0: Okay, go ahead and roll plus charm. And that is a 10 plus 2, 12. Damn. Nice. Sheriff... Realizes that, yeah, she should probably be behind cover. She, uh, like tucks and rolls over to you and takes a knee at the corner of the car and takes a shot at Abel. Um, and it does deal a little bit of harm to him. Um, but now his attention is very focused on your direction. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, now it comes back around to Benji.
4: Uh, so I think Benji would see, um, the attention being turned towards miles and the sheriff. So I think he would step in between that line of vision and, uh, he is gonna throw the lance and kick some ass.
0: All right, go ahead and, uh, roll the kick some ass.
4: All right. Uh, what is that? Plus stuff? Uh, yes. Uh, that is an eight, three plus four plus one.
0: Where are you, uh, aiming on him?
4: Uh, just like the chest.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think you hit him, uh, square on in the chest, and as you do, uh, lightning streaks out of it, in bright streaks, it goes across the ground, uh, some of the energy arcs over to the, uh, light pole that has been hit by the car, uh, and the- power in the area immediately adjacent to you goes out, and as there is this energy arcing off of the lance as well, some of it streaks along the ground towards you, Ben, and immediately uh, as you're hit by it, uh, something in your brain short circuits. You're not harmed at all, but I would like you to roll a premonition.
4: Oh, good. Okay, that is plus weird, correct? Yes. Uh, that is a 10. 5 plus 3 plus 2.
0: Let's see here. On a 10+, plus, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus 1 forward to prevent it from coming true. Mark experience if you stop it. But this isn't a new premonition. <laughs> It is a more detailed version of the premonition That you saw earlier tonight. You see all of the people who you previously saw in the flashes of your memory. You see them In more clear vision. It was almost like the quality of the screen you were looking through essentially has uh, gone up in effect and you can see that These people were not harmed by weapons that you would see able-wielding, such as the lance or the throwing knife or other bladed weapons. The result of their demise was something that looked like a black ichor or ichor, uh, and it just corrupted them and began to rot away their bodies. As this premonition comes to an end, you again see the different individuals who you saw in your vision towards the end of the second slight premonition you had where you saw your party members uh, you see them in that same detail where they have been destroyed by uh, this black icor, and at the end of this premonition you don't wake up you're suddenly in a black, empty space. You don't see anything around you as you turn to look. Until suddenly something flashes in front of your eyes. It's something that appears to be 8-bit in nature, but its shape is constantly shifting and you cannot really make it out. But then In your vision, it's like a HUD in a video game that you would see appears at the bottom of your vision. And there's a text box that you would see in something like Legend of Zelda. And text appears at the bottom of this vision. And the being says, Benji, danger. And that is all it says. You wake up back on the street where you were standing when that lightning strike hit you. What do you all do?
4: Ben just falls on his knees. How's Abel looking?
0: So you look at Abel and his figure is now crumpled. He is on the brink of death. You can see that one of his arms has started to turn to dust and fall away Um, and he looks up to all of you and says thanks for the fight and he falls over and completely disappears the knife that had stuck into ned's shoulder is now gone and uh the lance that he had been wielding as well that he had struck into the ground is no longer there either
2: um Someone should go stop the bleeding on on Ned. He's he needed that knife.
1: <laughs> Does the knife disappear out of Ned's shoulder? The the knife is
0: gone, but uh it has your your wound has been tended to. When you're dealt like two harm, it's not something that's going to uh need a whole lot of attention, but when you're dealt something like three or four harm in one go, then it's it's going to need some medical attention. So if anyone
1: needs it, it's actually Anya at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think I need some medical attention. Um,
1: Ned's hidden completely, too. You guys don't know where he is. He's invisible. He screamed pretty loud like
2: a baby girl.
3: <laughs> and I guess I come back to the ground and start reverting back to my human form.
0: Okay, yeah, and I think uh, the, sh- the sheriff comes over to you and, like, rips a uh, length of cloth off of uh, a-, a jacket that she had on uh, and comes to to try to help you out um, it's now pretty dark out that the a majority of the lights in the area were shorted out by the lightning lance. Um, but you see a car pulling up. It's a large white van, and I think uh, the sheriff says, uh, let's let's all get inside. Let's get off the street here. But you see the the van pull up and park just short of your group, and out steps... Someone that Miles would recognize. It is Dr. Elaine Miller. Mom! Oh, Miles, sweetie.
2: I'm so... Uh, Mom, I... Where'd you go? Why, why'd you send me away?
0: Uh, because that thing was very dangerous, and... Yeah, um, I
2: noticed! I tripped him with a skateboard! Look, I got a skateboard!
0: Wow, sweetie, that's... Um, great! I'm I'm so glad that you got one of those. And out of the uh, passenger side steps, uh, someone else you recognize as well. It's Mister Clark, your your caretaker. Oh, <laughs>
2: hey, hey, Mister Clark.
0: Uh, hey, hey, kid. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll hang on to that skateboard for uh, you. Just mm-hmm. um.
2: No, it's okay. I I, I got it. Uh, uh, it's not actually mine. I'm just borrowing it, so you can't hang on to it. Sorry. Uh, ben, uh, okay. Benji, tell him. Okay. Uh, t- sorry. What?
0: I think uh, Dr. Miller just says, uh, It looks like the issue has been taken care of. She inquisitively looks at the sheriff, and the sheriff just nervously nods. And uh, a third person steps out of the van. You all see a fairly lanky individual uh, who's wearing a lab coat uh, and a pair of thick-rimmed glasses and a Batman t-shirt who you all recognize as Lucas Butler. Um, what? Oh, hey, Miles, uh, are you okay, man?
3: Uh,
0: um... He has, uh, a bandage wrapped around his head. Uh, um,
2: hey, hey, Mom, hey, Mom. And I'm gonna, like, tug on her coat and try to, like, bring her down so I can whisper in her ear. Yes, honey, what is it? Um, um, we have been sort of rolling with Lucas this whole time. Ah. And I think one of them might not be Lucas.
0: That explains why I found him uh, in his room, knocked out. Okay, uh, Lucas, if you wouldn't mind staying in the van for a moment, please? He just nervously nods- Yeah. Uh, So I think then you all start heading into the sheriff's station. And once you get inside, you see that Chester is still lying down on the table where you left him. Deputy Hopper is dozed off in the chair that you left him in. And in the chair where you left who you thought was Lucas Butler is a singular note. Who would reach this note first?
4: Uh, I think Benji would.
0: Okay, uh, would you like to try to read it now, or hide it before anyone else can see it?
4: Uh, he wants to read it now.
0: Uh, it just says, Please, please, trust trust me. me. I I know you you don't don't have have any reason reason to, to. just, Just, please. please. I think at this point, we are going to fade to black on this scene, and pull up on another one. Our perspective shifts to an aerial view over Site 44. We pan down to the site, through the roof, through several floors of incapacitated foundation personnel, and down a very deep elevator shaft. At the elevator's bottom, we see several passageways that lead to areas of various levels of containment. But our perspective continues down further. We pass by a highly advanced SCP containment apparatus. And we also reach the containment of SCP-076, known as Abel. We see his cube resting there, currently dormant. But our perspective continues down one level further. In a huge cubic chamber, at least 20 stories high, we see a massive metal sphere, about 10 stories high magnetically suspended within this chamber. We enter into the sphere and see several additional spheres, one within the next. Each one is spinning very rapidly and is keeping the being within securely contained. It is extremely apparent that the spheres appear more and more corrupt as you come nearer and nearer the epicenter. This corruption is a black fluid that spreads out over the surfaces of the metal, and has begun to rust the surface of each. The sphere at the very middle of the structure is stationary, and mostly rotted away. Here, the corrupt being lies patiently on its back, awaiting its chance to escape its prison. It is human in shape, but covered in a black icor that covers and corrupts the walls of its prison. Suddenly, a rift appears, adjacent to the being. Through it, a fractured hand, composed of many reflective particles, beckons the creature through the portal. A wide, rotten, toothy grin spreads across the face of the old man. content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. SCP-076, or ABLE, was written by Author Anonymous. SCP-662, or The Butler's Handbell, was written by user Rick Revelry, and spoilers for the SCP that appeared at the end of the episode, SCP-106, The Old Man, was written by Dr. Gears. Thank you for listening.